Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to episode 40 of the Water Cooler Podcast. As always, I'm Marley Silverbrand, and joining me on this final episode of season three, Tyler McCullough, is that correct? That's right, you got it. I honestly forgot to ask when we were in pre-production, I forgot to ask, and I was just like, when the intro was playing, I was like, is it McCullough? I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, I was you did it. You, it. you nailed it, you nailed it. Good job. All right, thanks, man. You're from the band Good Trouble? That's uh, right. um, yeah, so I always tell people when they're first on this podcast, I started this podcast in quarantine. How's your quarantine gone and how or your 2020 has gone? Like, I mean, it was. I mean, the beginning was pretty rough, I feel like, for everybody. And I feel like, I don't know, I kind of got in the groove of it. I gelled a little bit. So it was good. I mean, it's interesting to, you know, be locked down. Like, I think like a year ago in like March of last year, I'm, I'm in Minnesota for the mm-hmm. record. And, you know, I start hearing the rumblings and the rumors that like, oh, the government's going to like shut down. Like, it's going to be martial law. And I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. That's, I, Go ahead. I was like, nah, that's fucked up. That's not going to happen. Like, nobody's going to nobody's gonna lock us in their houses. And then they're, and that happened, you know, just like, it's weird. It hasn't, things don't, you don't think about those things. I never really thought about the, like, those things like from the beginning. And, but like, I remember when it first shut down, like I'm in California and like, yeah, you guys just, are hella strict out there too, aren't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're super strict. Like, we just went to a red tier, which allows for like movie theaters and some live events, which yeah. I'm excited about. So, well, you guys have like, it's crazy out there. Don't you guys have like in certain parts, like, like ambulances, like circle hospitals because they just like can't get in, right? Like, it's wild in certain spots, right? Well, not in my current part of California. That's more of like in LA. LA yeah. I'm more of a, in the valley, Sacramento, California. All so, right. like, I don't see it as much. I, I only just see like what the news shows me. And, and, but I don't know. It's weird times we're living in, but definitely strange. I know. Yeah. I but, graduated college in May and then. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, so, <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm looking for a job, but so is everybody else. So that, that was that was quite a stressful time. But yeah, luckily I ended up finding a solid gig and everything. But like, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, how was quarantine going? That sucked. <laughs> um, right. So did you do it virtually or? Yeah, so I went to school online. So I finished mm-hmm. my bachelor's completely online. Oh, nice. Um, so I was already like, it didn't. Going into quarantine didn't affect COVID didn't really affect my schooling at all. And then I didn't have like a proper ceremony, but like, I don't know that I would have like gone to a ceremony anyway. Cause like when you go to school online, I don't like have an affinity for like the campus or the people. Like it's just me in my bedroom. You know, mm-hmm. I always joked, like I could be doing my, my schoolwork from Bahrain if I had Wi-Fi. like I could be anywhere in the world right. as, as I had Wi-Fi. So. Yeah. I think I always find it like amazing that, it took a, like a deadly pandemic to get people to realize that working from home and just working remotely is probably the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still have to go into the, the office, so I, I like the regiment of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think we're going to see a lot more of uh, that, you know, companies mm-hmm. realizing like, oh, we can actually, you know, do this. Now, will working not be as efficient? Probably, but. You know, yeah, because it's a lot like uh, companies can't really say, hey, don't go on. YouTube. They can't lock you down. You can't like they yeah. can't force you to stay on campus. Like, you know, you always hear these things about like Google and Apple and all the Silicon Valley places having like, oh, they have nap pods and they have, you know, foosball tables and they've got uh, they've got daycare. They've got dry cleaning on campus. But like, that's all just a red flag. Like you're you're not leaving that place because they have all that stuff there. They want you constantly working. Right. Yeah. Although, like, I've always believed, like, people working from home, they'll get done faster. Like, it's, yeah. it's because, because they're at home, like, they're not really under, like, the, the microscope of, like, a boss. It's Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You, person. Have to, you have to employ the right people, I think. Like, if you get the, you know, the bums that are going to take advantage of the system, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's shitty. But, like, if you... If you got the right people who generally want to or genuinely want to do a good job, like you're gonna, I think you'll be fine. I think everybody will be fine. Mm-hmm. You said you just finished your bachelor's, though, right? Yeah, I did. What's it in, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, it's management. So I worked at McDonald's, like out of in high school and then out of high school, and I worked my way up, and mm-hmm. I was a, like a GM for a while and stuff. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, and that's around the time where I had to like pick what I wanted to do for school. So I was like, I'm a manager. This is fun. I'll do this for now. 
then mm-hmm. I got my degree and I currently do not use it at all. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But it's okay. I, I have my degree in liberal arts and uh, I'm not using that at all either. So, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. so I feel like college degrees, like I've, I've mentioned this to people before, it's really just so jobs. It's a, t- can it's see. a ticket to the movie. That's all it is. Like, yeah. It, it's just so yeah. jobs can see that you completed something. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's a, he, he's accomplished and stuff. No, I mean, like, yeah, I, after graduating, I kind of am like, yeah, college is a bunch of bullshit. Like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah, if you're a doctor or like a lawyer, obviously those people need to go to college, but I don't know. There's a lot of like, a lot of jobs that need a degree, and I put that in air quotes, mm-hmm. do not need a degree. You could easily learn it through on the job training in yeah. just the amount of time. Like, I went to film school and, like I would say like film school is about 50-50 like it's always good to be like in like in, in a class and learning from like someone that's like the best and also using like the best equipment. Yeah. But also since equipment is so readily available now, like you can buy like a camera, buy even buy like an iPhone. Even, and yeah. and like basically learn everything that you need to do on YouTube. It's, yeah. it's it's so fascinating. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what you want to do, like for art, like or for film school, like that, for example. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to do it for the art to artistry of it, or are you going to do it to entertain people? Because if you're going to do it to entertain people, I mean, there's thousands of people on millions of people on, you know, like TikTok who have entertained millions and millions of people with just an iPhone, no lighting, mm-hmm. no anything. But if you're in it for the artistry, then it makes sense, you know, you want to get to learn those, you know, the fine tuned skills from somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, and I I feel like like I, I agree with you a little bit, but it's it's also like networking too. And oh, just hundred percent, yeah. And learning to talk to people just because yeah. Like before entering college, I like I was basically an introvert and I didn't want to talk to anyone. And college kind of forced me to talk to people because that you just kind of get thrown into a class and be like, like here's the outline for the semester and uh, go. And then I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm freaking out, but. I got well, yeah, some classes by forming study groups and getting, yeah, getting to I, talk to people. It's a really lonely feeling too. Like I went to the first year of my, like my freshman year of college, I went to like school, like traditional like in-class school. And I'm mm-hmm. exactly what you described. Didn't want to like meet new people. Like it takes me a while to like get to know somebody and like open up and be myself, you know? So like, I was just like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm just, I'm in this class. Don't call on me. It's so like when they, you know, you don't have, when you get this giant assignment, you're like a seven, 18 year old kid and like sitting in this big college class, you're like, it's like a really lonely sinking feeling, you know, like I don't have any like support here. Like I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, my first few semesters were definitely like very lonely. And then I was just like, no, I, my grades are bad. I need to figure out, I need to figure this sh- like shit out and like get my act together and just like talk to people even though I don't want to, but which is why I think it's funny that COVID is like, it was almost like a dream come true for introverts out there. Where it's yeah. just like, just, just stay away from me. I'm just going to stay, stay at home, make my podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I was saying in like, in like March when, or March for a year ago when everything started to like shut down, I was like, Oh, I went to school online. I didn't have a job at the time. So I was like, my life is not changed at all so like when all these people are complaining on social media like this is the worst i was like yeah i mean like some people are doing just fine though because for me it was just like no change mm-hmm. so talking a little bit more about your band like we haven't really been talking about that but no, no like so you played like any live shows like uh like i mean we used COVID? to yeah for mm-hmm. sure so we started in like high school so we are all high school buddies the four of us and we've we played some shows first couple of years, but like in the last, like the two years before COVID, we were playing not a lot, a lot, but you know, uh, once every couple of months are, we're all over the place. So like we're based, we all grew up in Minnesota, but we have a guitarist in Kansas city and our singers in uh, Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. it, we're all over the place. Um, so okay. when we can get together, we like to play shows, but it's tough. So we are sporadic, but yeah, we probably play, you know, six to 10 shows a year. Um, right. And last year we played, so we played the most shows we played. We played like a ton in the first like two months of 2020, and then nothing since then. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting. I like at first nobody knew how long this was going to go, and I feel like kind of everybody didn't think it was going to go this long right initially. And then we kind of started to see, oh, this is going to go, 
you know, this is a thing for a while. This is going to be life changing. This is like a game changer. So it, it was interesting to see what people did, what even bigger bands do and what other venues do to like cope mm-hmm. with people not being able to gather. I don't know. I can't, I can't really say that I, I have any like high school friends that I still keep in touch with. I'm the exact opposite. Literally everybody I know, I, everybody I talked to, I went to high school. With. I have very few friends from outside of high school. Like my entire band, my girlfriend, we've, we know each other in high school, everything. Just all my mm-hmm. friends are from high school. So opposite experience. Right. That's really cool. Like I, I graduated like a, with a class of 17 and most of the people that oh, I, gosh. yeah, Town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most of, most of the people I like I went to high school with, I didn't really want to talk to anyways, just because right. they were they were kind of stuck in their ways and they didn't really want to sure. move on. And it's like you're in a small town, don't you want to see the world? But they're like, no, let's just let's just stay here. But but I took a listen to your band and I really like your sound. Thanks, dude. man. I think it's like I think it's like super dope, and it it kind of reminds me of like almost like a like a like a band from the nineties. Like you go, you, oh, cool, some, yeah. someone like someone like pulled you from the nineties and brought you into the modern age. Yeah. I, it's I, hard to kind of say what genre we are. So we never, we're kind of like a band by committee. We don't have like a, like a for sure, like leader, we don't have like a band leader or anything like that. So it's kind of a little bit of all four of our influences. Like our guitarist is really into like metal stuff. And you know, I really like pop punk and our singer is more like an alternative music kind of guy. So like, it's really hard. Like, hard to put us into a category of like what oh what kind of band are you and i was like well rock adjacent Mm -hmm. you know i think that's what makes it i think that's what make well i've never been in a band but i think that would probably would make it interesting just because you're not playing like the same music constantly and i feel like that's what gets bands kind of in a rut sometimes like just because they're so used to playing like their hits their hit songs it's like don't you want to see what other stuff we yeah, can do? Yeah, uh, I definitely feel that. It's good and it's bad. It's hard for uh, like little, like tiny, tiny bands like us to mm-hmm. like get get a following because like the best way to get a following is on Spotify and stuff. And it's hard for Spotify's algorithm to like suggest you to people if you mm-hmm. don't fit into like this. Most of your music doesn't fit into the same category. Like it's hard for them to like, yeah, suggest mm-hmm. to people. So. Definitely something we've considered. I think our next project, we're going to try to zone in on like a, a sound a little bit. But mm-hmm. I guess I didn't mention that yet. We have an album coming out on April 2nd. Yeah, April 2nd is called Across State Lines. It's a little bit of everything. So if you like rock, if you like, you know, like Blink-182 kind of style or something on there for you. If you like some more like acoustic stuff, like uh, Matchbox 20, there might be some stuff on there for you, and then some heavier, like, 90s grungier sounds or some stuff on there for you. So yeah, I definitely recommend well, I recommend anybody check it out, but if you like any of the things I just mentioned, you might find something that you like. I love Matchbox 20. They're probably one of my... Oh, awesome. They're kind of, they're, they're one of my, like, underrated kind of favorite bands. Okay, yeah. Just, just because I feel like, like they, they kind of seem like a band that exists like, at least in my world, where not a lot of people talk about them, but like when you, people do hear them, they're like, "Oh yeah, I know that band." Yeah, like, yeah, I get that. But yeah, what are some bands that like that like inspired you, like to like kind of do what you do? That's the good question. Um, my favorite. Well, that's a loaded question. But my one of my favorite <laughs> bands, like my first favorite band, was Bowling for Soup. So I definitely like. Do you know them at all? Yeah, uh, nineteen eighty five. Yeah, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. You're all the bad guys want all those. So yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they make good music and they take the, they don't, but they don't take themselves seriously. Like mm-hmm. their lyrics are very jokey and like you know not aloof, but like they 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 have fun and they poke fun at themselves and at the world. And that's what I really like. So a lot of the songs that we have that I write sometimes they're a little bit you know jokey or jokestery. So mm-hmm. I really love like. Uh, when I was when I was looking at your Spotify page today, I really love like your in, like your your about us. Oh yeah, yeah. It's such a, it's so jokey. It totally yeah. reminds me of like a bowling like if Bowling for Soup wrote it. Like people say to you like after shows like saying that yeah, that, wasn't that wasn't too, too bad. bad. Yeah, yeah it's, like that is like the perfect compliment. It's like well, I guess that wasn't bad. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah, we would... it's good. Uh, it, I was gonna say it's like the perfect like it's like the Hufflepuff description. It's yeah, like, kind of. That's a good. You're not bad. You're not bad. You're not good. You're just kind of like right in the middle. It's, it's like, like neutral. 
Right? Yeah, no, we definitely like. I mean, you know, when we first started, we absolutely sucked. Like there was, we all, everybody, like we didn't know what we were doing because we were we we're seventeen year old kids just playing. Like we would play shows in our garage and just like invite family and friends and stuff. And we'd have like decent, like we'd have like sixty, seventy people like in our front yard, like. Mm-hmm. Cause they're just like family, friends, grandparents. And we would play all original music for like an hour and a half. And like, no in between, like introducing the songs or like anything. And it was all like shitty sound quality and like, couldn't hear the vocals and all that. And we were just like, we've had conversations. And I was like, what were we thinking? Like, how was that entertaining to anybody to show up to listen to these kids play garbage music for an hour and a half so yeah and now we've definitely kind of molded our sound in our live show and we definitely take into consideration that people don't want to just hear a shitty band play for an hour mm-hmm. well i i think but i like that you mentioned that because i feel like that's like the most important thing to recognize like as an artist like because i always tell people when people always say like, Oh, how do I do what you do? Or how do I like create like movies or how do I like create podcasts? I always tell people is like, just get started and then just keep going because it's like, you may suck at the beginning. Like, like you just said, but I I, I feel like if you're enjoying the ride and then, and want to get better, I feel like you'll get to like a Philip DeFranco, like one day or like a green day. And it's like, I'm sure green day, like when they first started out in a garage or in high school, like, I'm pretty sure they weren't playing like American Idiot. No, and, like, yeah. Like yeah. I have good things to say about that. Like with like with our recording, like we record and edit and like produce all our own stuff, all our music. I mix and master all of it. So like when we started out, we were horrible. Like we were just like we learned so much by doing it. Like we were using Audacity. Do you know Audacity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like a, a podcasting program. We were trying to record music in that. And there's like there's no metronome. It doesn't keep time. There's no anything. So all of our first like album is all just out of time and nothing like nothing is coming in together. It all sounds all separate. And then we learned like, oh, we need to use a different program. Our drums sound like crap because we're recording them through this stage mic that we bought for five dollars. Maybe we should buy some, you know, like drum mics. And you just slowly learn by doing all those things, like what you need to do to improve. Yeah. And now since like the like the barrier for entry is like so it's basically so low at this point. Like you, like you could, I've heard of bands like, like recording, like on an iPhone, recording an entire al- album on yeah. an iPhone and using like, using like garage band to like edit. Yeah. So I always tell people, it's just like, just get started and just keep yeah. pushing. That's I what amazing, I, was, I have an amazing example of that. How, how old are you? Uh, I'm 31 years old. So, okay. Yeah. You didn't so, think I was like, <laughs> no, I definitely thought you were closer to your 20. Do you, so you should probably maybe after your time, do you remember in 2012, the, the, the viral YouTube video of Krispy Kreme, the baddest, do you know that guy? Do you remember that guy at all? It sounds familiar, but it was like, cr- he was like, he was purposely being cringy, but he was rapping and he wrote this song and it's this guy, his name, his real name is Tyler Cassidy, but he, was posing as this rapper called Krispy Kreme. And he released this music video for the song, The Baddest in 2012. And it blew up. It was one of like YouTube's first viral videos. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane. I remember listening to it. And then like a couple of years later, I, I re- came back across him because he recorded a song that people liked on his, it's literally an iPhone on his piano. And he's just singing on his piano, shitty quality. But that song has 18 million streams on Spotify. That's so exactly that's what you're crazy. talking about. Yeah, it's just like the barrier to entry is zero. Yeah, and that, and I feel like that's why I enjoy like the progression so much. Like when I listen to bands, I love like listening to old Red Hot Chili Peppers albums oh, yeah. and, and like seeing like what that sound sounded like to like what they sound like today. I do that a lot with uh, the bands that I listen to as you go back, and I was like, oh, and you can tell immediately when they got signed, and that all of everything com- you know completely gets an upgrade and everything sounds so much better. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Same thing. And I feel like that always gets hate too, because like, I look at bands like Lincoln park, like, like I listen to them, like, mm-hmm. like in high school, like so much Meteoroa and then a uh, hybrid theory mm-hmm. and fans just love like those two albums just because it's like all hardcore and just like, and just like, they, they could totally get into it. And then when they do, when Lincoln park does stuff like pop, 
just because they want to do it. Fans just like rip them apart. And yeah, I'm like, like that, I'm last, that last album they released before um, Chester died. Mm-hmm. Nobody like like Lincoln Park fans hated that. I mean, that's the thing with music, right? I mean, you, you get this following based upon you know something that you do. Like you're a you're a post punk band, you're a hardcore band, and then you start to get that following. But like you can't. I don't know. Like some artists want to grow, they want to change, and mm-hmm. those people who like that kind of music are not going to like you know when you write a poppy or something album or when you you know, you change your sound a little bit. So that's why, I don't know, I feel like it's a struggle when you get that big to like, oh, I want to do this service to my fans, but like, at what cost? Like, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move past this. I like an artist like Chance the Rapper. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I, like I love like hip hop and rap. And Chance the Rapper, when he first started out, like he was like rapping about like drugs and like, like just talking about going on the acid and like smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And now, like, if you listen to that, his albums, like, like he's obviously like more religious. Like he's had a kid. Mm. Like he's married. So it's like it's calming down a little bit. Yeah, it's calming down. So it's like I understand my fans like they wouldn't be able to connect necessarily with that anymore because maybe they're not like in a relationship or they're well, like yeah I they mean, haven't stopped using drugs. Like, but I, I just think it's like fans need to like give artists like a break. Well, yeah, something. and like mm-hmm. think about it, like high school was 10 years ago, 20 years ago for whoever, somebody you might have listened to this artist and they're probably still making music, but like you were, you are a completely different person than you are when you were 17 in high school. Mm-hmm. And so is that other artist. Like it's been 10 years for that artist too. Like they're going to grow. They're going to change that person that you looked up to. That person that you listen to their music is experiencing different things. Is a completely different person than the person that you like started to like and got it when they got into them. So like you have to give them a chance to like change. It's not fair to like keep them in that same hole their whole life. Yeah. You know? And like I remember when like when that Lincoln Park album came out, like forget what it was called, but I actually the new one, one more yeah, light, one. yeah, no, uh, uh, no more light, one more light, yeah. I think. I'll look it up. Go ahead. I think go so. Ahead. But I always go back to like what Mike Shinoda said, like when he basically said that, like, yeah, we like Hybrid Theory too, but we don't want to play those songs like every time at, at yeah. a live, live show. Like it gets boring when you play it for the fiftieth time even though people are screaming and yelling, it's just like, I always like, I, I, like I should quote that and put that on my wall where it's just like, <laughs> just because it's like, it's, it's so true just because like, I wouldn't want to do the same thing over for like the rest of my life. Like that's just, that's called being in prison. So it's like, yeah, I don't know how, like my, one of my other favorite bands is REO Speedwagon. Um, mm-hmm. And they're older. They were a band in the seventies and eighties. Like they've been playing songs like, like keep on loving you or can't fight this feeling like every day for like 40, 50 years at this point, it's like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how do you play the exact same thing? Like, I guess it's just, you're doing it for like the people who enjoy it, but still like, that's so much, like that's so long to be doing the same song. Right. Well, it's even like, I feel like with bands that are that old or even bands like the Rolling Rolling Stones, it's it's totally like a boomer generation. Where boomer, like if you look at boomers, where they don't really like change, they like kind of they like yeah, everything true. like to be the same and just kind of like keep on going until they eventually kick the bucket. It's because that's the rhythm that they're used to. So yeah, true. It's more of like the Gen Z and the millennials where they don't want to be stuck like at a rut just because we still have life to live. So it's like that, that seems really dark. I don't mean to like <laughs> go, in, go in that direction, but it just uh, that's just like what I got like from knowing a yeah. bunch of boomers and, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, also, I mean, those, these kids, myself included grew up in a, like a digital age. So like everything moves so fast, you're not used to like flow moving news cycles and everything. So like the resistance to change is I feel like a little bit lowered with these, with younger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say like being like 31, like kind of growing up, like with the internet, just getting started. I was kind of like at the, that perfect age, like, uh, like how, how old are you? Like 23. Okay. So you're, I, I feel like you're kind of like at the, like the end of it a little bit, but you're still kind of witnessing, like, you know, yeah. what this is, right? Yeah. I had dial up until like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. So it was a little behind. So like I could have had high speed internet before that, but I had dial up to like sixth or seventh grade. I definitely remember like wanting to play video, like computer mm-hmm. games, but I couldn't because my mom had to be on the phone. Yeah, and I can still hear the like the noise, you know, like mm-hmm. that weird like fax machine noise. 
But yeah, yeah, I definitely remember some of that. Yeah, I I just think like like kids that kind of grow up like in in that era probably have they've experienced the the internet in like all stages. Like it's not yeah. just like the kids growing up now where they're just like they get handed a phone and it's like well, and kids are like a, when they're like eighteen months old they know how to use a phone sometimes mm-hmm. you know it's crazy yeah. it's super frustrating like we can go we could talk a, a lot about that but <laughs> but uh, what do you play in your band I know that's kind of a bad transition but yeah seamless seamless segue seamless like a baseball with that one yeah se- um, seamless like baseball getting thrown right in the face yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started playing bass and that's still my primary thing, but I will often pick up the guitar when I am needed mm-hmm. too. So yeah, a lot of our songs, our newer songs have like two guitar parts. So like when we play live, sometimes I mm-hmm. hop on the, the guitar. Okay. That, uh, like how long, how long have you been like playing? Like, cause I, I don't play anything. Like I'm always jealous of people that play. Mm-hmm. Who did like, your intro? Hmm. Oh, my co-host one of my co-hosts oh, okay, okay, cameron okay. Yeah, so okay. so yeah so you're you're probably like oh who was that you I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i'm always jealous of people that could play uh that can play like um like instruments just because i've tried playing guitar and i was just like i get so frustrated yeah so in my senior year of high school like the summer before senior year one of my best friends still my best friend our drummer I was like, we should start a band. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, we don't know how to do that. Like, we can't do that. And he was like, no, like, I can sing. And he can't. But he's like, I can sing. And like, what would you want to learn? Like, and our, our guitarist, Jake, he was friends with us. He's like, Jake kind of knows guitar. And he had been playing for a while. And I was like, well, I guess like, it's either drums or bass. And drums sounds hard. So I, uh, I chose to pick up the bass. And uh, his dad had an old bass from like the seventies and it was my first ever guitar. He gave it to me for free. And I just started, you know, Mary had a little lamb and some scales mm-hmm. and that was senior year of high school. So I was 17, six years ago. Yeah. And then when I went to college, I bought a little acoustic guitar and started to learn some chords and stuff. So five, six years bass and guitar probably. Mm-hmm. So like in college, were you the acoustic guy that would play like the No, I was introverted and I didn't go to parties. So that was oh, not okay. how, you know, I always like fantasize about that when I'm playing mm-hmm. guitar. I was like, I also can't really sing, so it doesn't really work. But like mm-hmm. I was like, if I could sing, I would, you know, I would pull in so much tail, man. Like I I'd not, <laughs> like, I would just be, you know, so impressed. But I don't think that's the reality. I don't think I'd be the acoustic, you know, the guitar guy at the party. I think I would just be annoying. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about like you said you can't sing? Have you ever thought of like kind of training your voice? So you like, I mean, I do like backing vocals when we play live, but it's a lot of just shouting or quietly, you know, right behind everything. So just more just to the yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't, I mean, we may try to like harmonize or anything, but it's probably not right or sound very good. Almost none of us have had like proper music lessons. Well, I guess our drummer went to music school for a while, but. Uh, that's a whole different story. His school closed on him, but he always hear stories of people dropping out of school, but the opposite happened. School dropped out on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually really funny. Yeah. Like, I guess they like, kids are coming up now that can actually say that. They'll be like, yeah. oh, I didn't drop out of school. Kids still school. Dropped out of me. Yeah, yeah. He plays with another, he met some guys there. They play another band. That's actually a lyric to one of their songs. I was like, yeah, school dropped out on me. And I was like, that's really funny. Right. Um, yeah, it was a really fucked up situation. He was like going to school and he already paid for like the next semester. And then all of a sudden they just like all got an email at the same time, like six days before the semester was supposed to start. And it's like, yeah, no, we're closing. Like we don't have money to pay our faculty. So like we can't like do this. And everybody was really upset and everything. So that's really unfortunate. That sucks. Yeah, it was like a really good school too. McNally Smith in Minnesota. It was like one of the top. Like you either go to McNally or you go to Berkeley for school. Those were like the two places you go to do like music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just like they couldn't afford it. I guess they had too many staff, so it was supposed to be like one staff or be like four kids or something like that. And mm-hmm. it just didn't couldn't keep that many staff on and still pay them. And and it's funny because teachers are like probably one of the most underpaid professions like out there especially like in the arts too. yeah it's, like you have a lot ridiculous. of skill but nobody cares yeah it's ridiculous yeah. that's where so that's i mean that's why i'm such a huge like 
like supporter of like the arts and just like supporting yeah. teachers like anywhere I can. So it's like yeah, totally yeah. got totally yeah. on the same page. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, uh I but I'm so jealous of you that like I've tried to learn a guitar, tried to learn piano, and you said you just have like no like musical like lessons at like at all. It's no, like I mean I played trombone. Well I attempted to play trombone in like grade school and then in, I was in marching band, but I definitely didn't play it. I just held it like there's pictures of me on the like the field during like a halftime show without a mouthpiece just holding the thing because like i forgot my mouthpiece and i didn't know how to play it anyway so i'm just like moving my slide so it looks like i'm doing something but i, I definitely don't know how to play oh my god <laughs> I, I was i was in marching band too and i i was like i was i was a, a drummer okay but i wasn't good enough so it was like i was i think it was like third or fourth grade i was in marching band and like the music could music instructor was just like oh here here marley like uh just uh have a tambourine and just go just shake it <laughs> shake it. I, just, like, I, I really got into it I, I like i knew like i knew what i was doing i was like i really or, like researched this is it. my calling yeah it's like it was my calling and i was just like one one day i was like just marching in a parade i was just shaking it and i was just like i know what this is uh this is dumb <laughs> This ain't it, Chief. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and then I don't know. That music instructor was just not very good instructor. But yeah. I don't know. I, I had a really a, a really tough luck with like teachers like in grade school. Uh, where that just especially like in the arts, just because they're it was almost it was like they're a PE teacher and they're just kind of filling oh, in. Yeah. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? It's like, oh, they, yeah. they promised me a bonus. It's just like, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. PE teachers, probably the smartest, smartest teachers in that school, man. They get paid the same as everybody else, and they get to play dodgeball all day. Yeah, and also like they <laughs> they sub they sub for other classes, so they're also yeah. just learning. They're yeah. learning about history, math. Ah, are they learning though? We went to school when you could just sh- when the teacher wasn't there, they showed a video. So like, <laughs> are they really learning? Uh, yeah. That that was more for substitute teachers, like I guess, yeah, te- like substitute teachers that were coming from out of school, yeah, like for like teachers that were just kind of, yeah. Just do you have the feeling? Do you have the 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 excitement of walking into class in like elementary middle school and seeing the the big tube TV on the like yes, metal cart? <laughs> it's like a ratchet <laughs> strap around it so it doesn't fall off, and you're like, yes. Why was Today's that the day? There? Were they just worried that some kid was just going to bump into it and just... Maybe it's so they could transport it easier and, like, transit. They didn't want... It's probably because the TVs were so expensive, they had to take care of them. Now that piece piece of shit... Like, they bought this TV in freaking 1983. They're going to get their money's worth. Yeah, I don't think there's an equivalent today, though. Like, what? The the Apple TV was on our teacher's desk. She might show a video today. Like, I don't think so. Did your school have... When I graduated high school, we were just starting to get smart boards. Yeah, we, I missed this. We didn't have smart, we had like a couple of high school teachers when I was there have smart boards, but I missed the smart boards. I'm like, oh, I think they're geared a little bit more for younger kids. Um, so yeah. we miss, we miss, I missed the smart boards. I was a couple of years too old. Yeah, they started installing like one into in like a science class. Yeah. And I remember I was playing around with it and I just, I was like, this is technology that the school is like buying into. Like it's really bad. Like the yeah. like on the pens were just so. It was really bad. Like I was just like. What year did you graduate? Like I graduated in two thousand eight. Yeah, oh, two thousand. So good at math. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, smart boards. That's that's. I feel like that's where it was trying to go, but they just became too expensive for schools. Yeah, I mean, I also think it's just easier now to, like, draw on an iPad and have it be projected onto the right. thing and, like, just oh, you want to you wanna share your screen? Uh-huh. It takes 14 seconds to flip to a kid's screen if you want to share yeah. their, their work, you know, so yeah. it just makes sense. Well, well, now it's just Zoom. Like I suppose <laughs> with COVID, yeah. Yeah. Just Zoom. Yeah. I'm actually very, 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 very glad, like, have you heard like those stories of like those zoom mishaps of like someone oh, yeah. getting their cameras on? I'm really glad that happened in like a business meeting and not like, or like, 
like at a school yeah like that would just be really awkward and i'm like yeah i I, yeah we're not i'm not supporting like any of that (laughs) but 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 yeah but you said you have a here goes here comes another yeah (laughs) just (laughs) no Uh, you said you have an album coming out on we do. April, yeah. 2nd? April 2nd. So we have an album coming out on April 2nd. It's called Cross State Lines. Yeah, it, we've been writing this music for like a, a year or so. So it's nice to finally have it come out. It's our first like real album we'll have on Spotify. We did an EP in 2019. That was like mm-hmm. six songs. So this one's like, I think it's 11 songs. Yeah, it's a, a lot of fun. So you obviously made it during quarantine. Honestly, it was mostly done and we're just lazy. Oh, okay. but it, it, We put out this EP in 2019 called Magnum Oopsie. And it was a lot of fun. We were able to play like shows around the time. And we got some like a little bit of following going. Like we had like 60, uh, 68 Instagram followers and it jumped up to like 500 during that time. And then, you know, our monthly listeners went up a little bit and they fall, fell back down. So we really wanted to kind of emulate that and then we released this christmas ep where we did like five christmas covers and it fell on deaf ears like nobody we just didn't do a good job at like promoting it or like letting people know that it was coming out or any of that stuff you know so we really wanted to end with this last one we really wanted to take our time and like think about how we would release our music to get it in front of as many people as possible so we kind of took our time and tried to find a time that made sense and you 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 said that you ba- the album says kind of says it all across state lines, right, uh, yeah. So like, what's it like, kind of like just collaborating like that, like yeah. And- so it's it's really interesting. So the the name of the album was actually kind of in place before we were all apart and like quarantine and everything. So like it the song the name of the album comes off a song called state lines which i wrote in like high school when i was leaving college and i was leaving my girlfriend that i was dating at the time mm-hmm. she's a year younger so she was still in school so it's like i was leaving college to go across state lines mm-hmm. you know and that was kind of what it was but it really we chose to name it the album that because of the quarantine because we're all across the mm-hmm. the, the, the midwest here it's really interesting to you know, collaborate and do that. So we we have almost always written like the music when we're all in the same place. It's it would be really hard to like have everybody have equal participation if we weren't able to like you know be in the same place. So you know we're from here, so the guys who aren't from here are often back visiting family and stuff, and we'll find an afternoon or you know a couple days to sit down and write some music or get the guitars out and practice and stuff so it's actually not easy like i don't think it would be any different if they lived here because i think it's easier to just have you know so like our guitarist when he lays down his guitar tracks he's able to sit there with his guitar and record it into his garage band and he can sit there and nitpick it and there's nobody like there's no pressure on him he could take all he wants all the time he wants he could you know leave he could get frustrated and you know do it tomorrow you know kind of thing mm-hmm. and there's no like set schedule we're not paying for studio time we're not you know trying to coordinate meeting up or everything he can take his time like we set like loose deadlines but like you know mm-hmm. he can send his tracks in whenever they want he sends them to me and then i'm able to do it at my pace everybody's able to do it at their own pace which is really nice and then we kind of collaborate on the mixes we'll send it over and everybody will give their notes and we'll go through a few iterations and then we kind of get a final thing and that's that's what we what you will hear if you choose to listen to the album Oh, on on April second. So that's right. <laughs> After that, I mean, I'm not going to limit you. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> you got to listen to it on April second. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're. I guess I should say we're on Spotify at Good mm-hmm. Trouble. Um, mm-hmm. We're on YouTube, and I think there might be. I haven't thought about that yet, but I think there's going to be a music video that comes out on April second too, or the day before, or something like that, on YouTube at Good Trouble. So all, all that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a quarantine music video, like we all recorded our parts. Mm-hmm. playing along to our parts and put it to you know, a little music music video together, so oh that's cool yeah i think I, I i've seen like music videos that have been recorded like that where i'm not sure if you know the band matt and kim i definitely they, heard of that i remember they did like a music video where they recorded their parts and then they asked their fans to like come in and like oh of, sure yeah i've heard of those and, and like just kind of stitch yeah. it together and 
I don't, I don't know. I, I always think that's really cool. Like, how, yeah, like, that's kind of the idea we've been going to. And like, we've had that idea for a really long time. And then quarantine happened. It was like, oh, we have an excuse to do this now. Like, we won't have to explain what's going on. Everyone's just going to know, like, understand that that's what it is. Right. I, th- I feel like what the words you just said there is just like how I've been living and how pretty much everyone else has been kind of living through 2020 is that we have an excuse to do it now. Yeah. Where it's like, like rather you have no excuse not to do it. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. for me like creating this podcast. It was like I was kind of putting it off, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of stuck, kind of just sitting doing nothing. I might as well just get it started. It's like, like I know there's so many people that's like, like, like they like they started so many projects like like during this during this time where we have all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but um. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else that you, like you want to bring up or anything you want to ask me? So Gosh. um, I got to have something. I can't just say no, that's lame as shit. Let's see. <laughs> What's a go to question? We've been pretty personal. I have any personal questions. Mm-hmm. No, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, personal question. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Super deep personal question. I We ask this question on our podcast sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you are in a room and then some guy in a suit comes in and hands you a laptop and he says, you may have heard this before, I'm totally stealing it, but hands you a laptop and this laptop and he says that this laptop has access to Wikipedia for 30 years in the future. That's all it has. But you only have one minute. What are you going to look up? That's true. Wikipedia for 30 years in the future. What are you going to look up? Uh, democracy. Really? See where democracy has, 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 has come. Just go on and see what's going on. I mean, it'd be yeah. interesting to see just like type in world events for like mm-hmm. the last 10 years because then you're just like, oh, there's a pandemic coming. We should worry about that. Right. Or so even- here's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of like a time travel paradox, right? Because like you can't do anything, like even though you're not traveling in time, you can't do anything to change that. Like, because like if you're trying to do something to benefit yourself, like if you change the outcome, like, it won't benefit you. Like you couldn't like the first thing I was like, Oh, what if I look up like the next 10 years of Super Bowls and just like memorize or like write down the next 10 years of Super Bowl winners and just bet everything I have on them. But like you're getting into back to the future territory at that point. Yeah, a little bit. It's like, (laughs) so I just, I, I wonder what the best thing would be. And I've always, I've always thought I was like, I think what I would do is I would look up like the for like the next 10 years or whatever, like the, the biggest, like, ecological disasters and then i would predict them mm-hmm. and like be like a nostradamus and i feel like eventually i would just like become like a pseudo god right because of like if you guess that a tornado is going to happen and like decimate this town people are like okay you're gonna lucky guess but if you do that for 10 tornadoes in a row they're gonna be like what the fuck is this guy doing like you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like you could use that to your advantage and that's not gonna like change the outcome of the future mm-hmm it, it, you basically become Jesus at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, no, that would actually probably be a bad thing. You don't really want to be Jesus. I suppose that's <laughs> true. Yeah, I guess you might be like asking people. You kind of might be asking to get like a set or something. Like, but yeah, a, a god of some kind. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you're into. Like, maybe you want to get nailed to a cross, but no, not that. I think I'm out on that one. Actually, okay. <laughs> I'm good. Me too. I think I'm good. I think I'm good on that one. But body, you know, the fluids inside that are supposed to stay inside, and you know everything where that where it's at. <laughs> They're supposed to stay inside until until we die. But, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, so. But yeah, uh, I I chose democracy just because I just feel like it's been so interesting just to watch everything that's like going on like in our country and just everyone's just like outraged like now outraged over everything and it's just like i know i would like to you're telling just, me bro i live in minnesota that's mm-hmm. where george the whole the george floyd stuff happened just on the road for me yeah i, I can't even imagine like it's what, crazy i mean like i live like 20 minutes like outside of the cities so i'm like 20 minutes south of st paul minneapolis mm-hmm. and like the, there were like that's a dis, like a decent amount of distance like but there were riots like in my hometown, like when that all happened, people that were that pissed, like you know, people are upset about democracy right now. Yeah. 
I feel like they have every right to be upset, but still, yeah. it's like, I, I would like to look up, look it up, and just be like, "Well, are we gonna go? Are we on the verge of a civil war? <laughs> is this a civil? Yeah. Is this actually brewing right now? I'm like, or is this just people just gonna forget? Like, what? Would you look up yourself? That's a really good question. I honestly wouldn't, because I don't really want to. I think it'd be a waste of the minute. Like, mm-hmm. you're gonna waste the 20 seconds on finding probably nothing, because like, yeah. what are you gonna get? Like. It's it's not Google. It's just Wikipedia, and if it's not likely you're going to be famous enough to be have a Wikipedia page, you know. Yeah, well, like, I'm not famous yet, so right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I have a Wikipedia page. People might might have made one by now. Like maybe Sammy did for Slide Ride, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can see. Uh, yeah, Sammy of the Sammy Saga podcast. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just say that, but. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Tyler, it's been fun. Like, Thanks, uh, man. thank you for endearing my my um, really terrible um, transitions and segues. That's fine. But, I mean, uh, I love baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing you're a Twins fan, right? No, I don't like baseball that much. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> I think a team. My parents grew up in like Rhode Island and everything, so I've been like told that New England sports are the best. Oh, so, okay. Red Sox, Patriots, unfortunately, if you're into football. Okay, well, I'm just going to end it right now. You know, are you into football? Stuff? No, I'm just kidding. Are, are you a Rams fan? Uh, Niners. A, oh, yeah, I suppose you're... Are you close to the Bay Area? We're second. Yeah, I'm, I have no I'm close, idea. I'm close to the Bay, so... Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, but... Um, are you old enough to remember when they were good? Yeah, I remember, yeah. I, I remember the, the Steve Young, the Joe Montana, and like... Yeah, I'm not old enough for that. You know, I, I was born in an era where the Patriots were just starting to be really good. So my whole life, the Patriots have been like, you know, I was born in 97. So when their first year born in 2001 and then the last one in 2018. So my, my whole life, I've been regaled with riches. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to see Tom Brady win. In not, uh... I, I, didn't, I was not even mad, bro. I mean, he gave us six and he's easily my favorite player so anything that can add to his resume for when people say he's not even that good i'll get be like no fuck you you're just wrong <laughs> that's kind of how i feel like being a giants fan where like i was i was there when we won in 2010 like our first world series in san francisco and i like oh, yeah I, dude you i was like i thought he was a niners fan i was like what the fuck is he about to say with the giants oh I yeah was going to new york but so, yeah yeah uh so i i you were there yeah, I, I wasn't at the game, but I okay. went to the World Series parade. I, okay. I would have killed to be at that game. <laughs> but, but like, and seeing three World Series in, like, five years, and then, like, after that, we suck. Like, we suck, we suck this year, too. But, and then you have, like, fans, like, saying, like, oh, like, I'm so upset. We should, we should be winning championships. And I'm like, you got three in five years. Not, not a lot of teams can say that they, that they did that. I know. Like, I mean, my bu- one of the singer of my band, Ben, he he's a Vikings fan, and I it's so much fun. Be like he'll start giving me shit about something football related, and I'll just be like, "Oh, sorry, how many Super Bowls has your team won?" So I was too busy counting my six to not realize <laughs> none. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you would do that for like because I'm a Sacramento Kings fan as well for like basketball. Okay, but you would just do that to me, just like how many championships <laughs> have we won? And yeah. I'd just be like sitting in a corner, just, yeah. <laughs> just like 14 years of losing. So 15 now, 15, sorry, <laughs> 15 <laughs> years of losing. But anyways, Tyler, it's been fun. I'm glad that we can actually talk instead of doing yeah. like a crazy slide ride with crazy <laughs> pictures. And I was, I'm going to be honest. I was a little nervous. I was like, uh Oh, like I know I met this dude last week, but like, am I going to come on this podcast? I'm like, it's going to be awkward. I'm not going to have anything to talk about, but I'm looking at this counter up here and I was like, it's been 50 minutes. And I would have not even known that I was like, it was, it was a blast, man. It was so much fun. There was no awkward at all. Yeah, for sure. You're a really cool dude. Really chill dude. Thanks, man. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with your album. yeah i hope it goes well and i'll i'll promote it on my instagram too thank you yeah yeah, well i'll see if i can shout shout you out as well i'm sure we can make that happen so i think you might be in luck though i think i might be popping into your live stream next week your 24-hour one yeah i I believe so thanks oh thanks for promoting that jeez (laughs) yeah professional i know what i'm doing 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're doing a 24 hour pod March 26th. To the I actually 27th. think I'm closing it out with you guys. So you guys are going to be like dead to the world. I'm, I'm going to come in with my fiery, you know, raw fucking sex appeal. And just like close that bitch out with you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is a charity for kids. <laughs> <laughs> for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. No, yeah, I'll probably be asleep, maybe by then. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm gonna try and stay awake, but but it's gonna be a blast. How are you guys doing that? Are you just like, are you taking shifts? Or are you just gonna all? Because you're doing it with somebody else too. It's Sammy, you, and another podcast, and that, right? Yeah, uh, Natalie from Stoned and Social. Uh, yeah, March 26th to the 27th, 8 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, are you taking shifts? Or are you just going to... How are oh, you doing it? Do you know? Uh, well, I think I believe, I believe we're going to give each other breaks. We're, we, made the, we made the deal where we don't want someone just stuck there by themselves, just talking to no one. Like, uh, so we, we made a deal that at least two people... Well, hey, if you want me to pop in twice when you're on, uh, I can pop in with you and Sammy. We can make that happen. Yeah, for sure. And we can do we can do slide rides and just like oh god I don't know if I want to do a slide ride bro <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but I'll, I'll let you promote your socials so like one more time like where can people find you on the on the yeah. internet so yeah I'm in a band called Good Trouble and you can find us on Spotify by searching Good Trouble I think we're the first thing that pops up there but we're not anywhere else because I didn't mention that but there's this goddamn freeform tv show that stole our name called good trouble so good trouble band good trouble minnesota if you were interested uh, we got an album coming out april 2nd like i've said it's called across state lines you can find us on youtube instagram good trouble official we don't do twitter you can try facebook but who knows about that facebook's a little lame but uh yeah yeah that's very lame so. <laughs> oh, yeah that's that's me that's what i've got all right so. but anyways uh, all those links will be in the description below uh, That's so much up. work, though. I have to send those to you and gather <laughs> them up. Oh my no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll it for you. I don't want any more work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I'm a guest. Th- thank you. <laughs> no, I put you to work on the water. Yeah, right. I put you to work. <laughs> anyways, we're signing off. See ya. Bye. <laughs>